How can we differentiate between the church tradition and church cultural tradition? At what point does the change of cultural tradition affect the church tradition? In order actually to differentiate between the holy tradition and the cultural tradition, you need actually to do a longitudinal study and uh, like study across all the other churches. What I mean? For example, any tradition, you need to study, study it from the first century and how it is developed, whether it, it is related to a certain culture or it was applied everywhere. And also, after you study this, you look at different churches in different cultures. For example, some people says, we got this black color uh, because of the oppression that we went through it in, in, in Egypt. But what about Greece? They also were black. What about other Orthodox churches? Uh, they were black. So here you can see it's not culture. Some people try to give it this, you know, explanation, but it's not culture. So we need to different, yeah, study uh, when I said longitudinal from the first century until now, how this tradition is developed, and also you compare it with other uh, churches, uh, traditional churches, and to see whether they have the same culture, the same tradition or not. This will help you to be able to differentiate between what's culture and what's not. With regards to different Christian denominations, particularly those that baptize, how can you differentiate between which are true and not? Faith. Uh, St. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 4, one faith, one baptism. So if the faith is wrong, then the baptism is wrong. Because baptism is based on the faith. And St. Paul in Ephesians chapter 4, we prayed every day in the first hour of the Agbeya. One faith, one baptism. One faith, one baptism. In correcting people out of love, doesn't this only work for people whose goal is union with God? How do we help friends first make their destination God? Actually, we need to, to bring the knowledge of God to everybody. That's evangelism. And God came to save every single person. So you need to speak to them about how we need God in our life. As we say in the Gregorian liturgy, you are not in need of my worship, but I am in need of your lordship. And to address to them that 
our life has no meaning away from God. So, and, and there is a way to speak to each person from different background, how to address uh, Mormon is different, how to address Jehovah's Witness is different, how to address an atheist, different from addressing agnostic. So in evangelism classes and courses, they teach them how to address each one. But if you care about your friends, uh, you need actually to preach to them the gospel of salvation. The Lord told us before his ascension, go and preach the gospel to the whole world, not to selective people. God came for each person in the whole world. If someone is truly believing in God and follow all rights simply of for salvation, would this be considered a life of selfishness? Although their faith is true, why selfishness? If he's following all the rights and truly believing in God, then his heart will be only not to love God, but also to love the other. Do you remember the rich man, the Lord told him, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. So these are the two commandments. The whole Bible actually can be summarized in these two commandments. So if I'm a true Christian, then I will be loving God and loving the other. By loving the other, then I'm not selfish. So there is no selfishness here. Do we believe in hasad, envy, the evil eye? The envy, we say in, in Thanksgiving prayer, all envy, all temptation of the enemy. Uh, every envy, every temptation, the work of the devil. But the idea of the evil eye, and I don't know, oh, this glass is beautiful, so it will be broken. No, that's a little bit superstition. Al-Hasad, envy, is like how the brothers of Joseph envied him. And they made a conspiracy to kill him, to get rid of him. That's what we believe in. Since we don't believe evolution, were dinosaurs alive at the same time as Adam and Eve on Earth? Or maybe before, not during the time of Adam and Eve. Maybe before Adam and Eve, because these creatures were created before Adam and Eve were created as the last creatures. Why do we pray the funeral prayer? Do we believe that it will change the destiny of the dearly departed? Uh, let me ask a question. Do we pray for St. Mary on her behalf? Yeah, I'm not asking her intercession. Yes or no? Do we pray for St. Mary, St. Mark, St. Stephen? We pray for them, not asking their intercession. If you say yes, raise your hand. Two, three. 
طب if you believe we don't pray for them on their behalf, raise your hand. One, two, three. والباقيين four. You have no opinions? No, I'm serious. Can we pray for Saint Mary? Can we pray and say, God remember Saint Mary, God remember uh, Saint Stephen, God remember Saint Mark? Can we do this or not? I want to know your opinion. Yes or no? Yes, we can pray for them, right? But why? We know their destination. Actually, in the commemoration of the saints that we pray in every divine liturgy, we pray for the saints. We say, graciously accord, O Lord, to remember all the saints who have pleased you since the beginning. Most of all, Saint Mary and Saint John the Baptist and Saint Stephen. So, in every divine liturgy, we pray for them. Not only asking their intercession, we pray for them. I, I want just to take from your mind the idea that we pray to change this destiny. You know, we know the destiny of Saint Mary. So why do we pray for Saint Mary? Why do we pray for Saint Mark? Prayer is exchange of love between them and us. We love them and they love us. We pray for them and they pray for us. You know? So through the prayers, we are united and we are bonded together. So prayer is not only for changing destiny. Beside the last day of judgment, we don't, it's not yet. So we pray asking God's mercy in his judgment at the last day. What happened now is like police arrest somebody and put him in the jail. But this is not the end. There is a trial after this. And in the trial, the judge will make the final decision. So now, when we die, the angel take our souls and put them in the paradise or in Hades. But the final trial, when the Lord comes in his second coming to judge each one according to his deeds. Another point, God made a rule that sins must be forgiven on earth to be forgiven in heaven. As he said, if you forgive somebody his sins, they will be forgiven. If you retain his sins, they will be retained. So, nobody will die and all his sins are forgiven on earth. For example, if I confessed last week, then I committed some sins, I repented, but I did not have a chance to meet my father of confession. And then if I died, then there are some sins are not forgiven on earth. So when we say forgive them their sins, for all these sins that we committed and we repented, but we did not have a chance to confess them. So we ask God to forgive these sins. But uh, there is nothing about changing the, the destiny of the departed. Do we believe in evolution? Evolution did not answer the question of the source of life. And they called it a theory. It's not a fact, it's a theory. 
If God is good and can only create things that are good, did he create hell? When God created light, the absence of light is uh, darkness. So the absence of the grace of God, that is the hell. Uh, I I read a definition about hell that is the place where the mercies of God does not exist. It is the place where the mercies of God does not exist. How miracles in different religion different than Orthodox miracles? You know, Moses did miracles with the Spirit of God. And the magicians did miracles with the power of, of, of the devil. And as we read today in Second Thessalonians, the uh, Antichrist, when he comes, he will do miracles, wonders, but St. Paul called it lie wonders, because they are done by the power of the devil, not by the power of God. Is it wrong to read or know other books? Don't we need to know the wrong books to appreciate and believe the truth and find God? First, you need to be confirmed in your faith. Then, if you want to read other books, to respond to them, like in apologetics, how to defend your faith against this, that's fine. But you cannot actually help somebody drowning and you yourself don't know how to swim. You need first to know how to swim to be be able to help somebody who is drowning. In the same way, you need to to know first your faith and to be confirmed in your faith before reading other books to defend your faith. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.